God bless you. This is Pastor David Rangel coming to you again through our podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for connecting with us. Please uh, let everybody know, let friends, family, enemies, uh, let people know that there is a word from the Lord from uh, a humble servant that just wants to bless and be uh, a vessel to impact your lives and to enhance uh, the walk of God, to take you where God has called you to be. I want to speak uh, this uh, evening a little bit about who does God anoint. Anointing with the, with the believer is so important. Uh, without anointing, we can't do anything. Uh, without the anointing, uh, there, there is no power, no revelation, no substance to do what God has called you to do. You can be called. You can uh, actually identify with the purpose of God in your life. But if you um, do not tap into the anointing that God has given you and know how to position yourself to receive of that anointing, we will never be able to uh, advance and do and work and become all that God has called us to be. So uh, let us pray. Father, we want to bless you. We want to thank you, God, for your goodness. We want to thank you for this opportunity that you've given us. Thank you, God, for the opportunity that you've given me to speak into your people, the most treasured, valued possession that you have, that you own and that you have. Father God, I thank you for your people. Thank you for friends and family who have tuned in and have connected with us through our podcast. We ask you, Lord, that you bless them, that you heal them, deliver them, set them free, lead them and guide them, God, in this time that we are living in. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I want to I want to speak today on the subject who does God anoint? Who does God anoint? And we're going to break it down a little bit just to give us some understanding because I don't know about you but I want I want and I need the anointing of God. I need for God to anoint me. I need God's anointing to do the work that he's called us to do. The anointing of God makes a way. The anointing of God uh, the Bible says, uh, destroys every yoke in the name of Jesus. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but let's get into the word. Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. I Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. Listen to what it says. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing and it shall come to pass in that day what day in the day that he uh, released this anointing in that day that God gave us access to this anointing to his spirit to his power he says that that it continues to say that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder it's amazing to me that we need to understand that burdens are not supposed to be carried burdens are supposed to be released and uh, many times people get burdened and they get tired of carrying weights that are unnecessary in the walk of life and in the walk uh, in the kingdom of God. And yet he says, the burden, his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck. And he says, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. The anointing is the ingredient. It's the, the person, it's the, the, uh, the power, it's the substance that we need to flow in our lives 
that will enable us to destroy or God will use that and, and empowers us and through that destroys every yoke, every burden, the Bible says. He continues, and let's read this again, and let's let's understand what he is saying. Every burden shall be taken away. Are they burdens? Are there burdens in our lives today? Yes, there are. Has this time and this season brought burdens? Are we carrying some weights that are weighing us down and are, are dragging us through life? Uh, of course, we've talked to people. We've seen it. And yet the Bible says that there's an anointing that will take away the burden. There's a power of God. There's a relationship in God that releases power and anointing in our lives that can take away the burden from off your shoulders. He says, and the yoke from off, the, from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. I want to I wanna identify uh, just three words in this scripture. Anointing. In the original language, it literally means to become perfumed, to be fruitful to shine and to have richness. You are perfumed with the anointing of God. The devil can smell you from a mile away. There's an aroma of, of, of the presence of God. There is an aroma. There is a, a perfume that is released when you walk in his ways. And it, and it also says you become fruitful. That takes me back all the way to the book of Genesis. In Genesis chapter 1, uh, uh, and the Bible says, uh, or Genesis chapter 2, I'm sorry, and, and the Bible says that when God created Adam and Eve, that's one of the very first things that he said. You need to be fruitful. You need to be fruitful. You need to multiply. You need to establish. You need to. There are some things that need to be uh, flowing from our lives. Uh, 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 Genesis chapter 1 verse 28 and God blessed them and said unto them be fruitful that's the very first thing he said be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth that's a commandment from God you need to be fruitful and the anointing becomes a perfume for you it becomes and, and we become fruitful it also means to shine and to be rich and to and to produce richness the richness of the kingdom of god the the uh, the wealth of the power of god the wealth of the of the word of god fruitful and let me let me give you this you cannot become fruitful unless you have seed there needs to be, you need to be seed full or full of seed, if I can say it like that, in order for you to be fruitful. You can't be fruitful without being seedful. You can't carry and produce, God can't produce fruit in you or through you without you being seed full or full of seed. What is this seed? Uh, the Bible talks about, and Jesus uh, declares that the kingdom of God is like a man who, who puts seed into the ground. The sower. Who's the sower? It's the man and the woman of God that who's declaring the word. And yet the seed comes from God. We are to become seed full, full of seed, full of the word. So in, in that, God can create us to become fruitful. I thank God and I believe and I speak prophetically that we will become as fruitful and more fruitful like ever before because there's a mighty revival and a move of God that he's beginning to stir up in many of us today. Many of the church, in spite of this, 
in spite of the of what's happening we feel and we sense and God is tugging into our hearts he's tugging our spirits and he's calling us for a deeper relationship uh, to, to go deeper in him because there is an anointing that causes us to become fruitful to shine. Why? The, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 60, arise and shine for thy light has come. <laughs> oh, Jesus, uh, the light is Jesus. It's the, it's the revelation of who he is in our lives and we are to become rich. For what? The anointing destroys. It says again in Isaiah 10, 27, he says, and and the yoke shall be destroyed. The word destroyed literally means it shall be to wind up tightly, to bind or to spoil, to deal corruptly, to offend. God says that there is an anointing on us and there's a re- an anointing that should be released through us that we will become perfumed and fruitful and rich and shine so that we may bind up. We will spoil the plans of the devil. We will deal corruption to the plans of the enemy and we will offend the plans of the enemy. We will offend the world. When you're living for God and you're walking in the kingdom, don't be uh, alarmed that you will offend many and maybe even some that are even within the church because not all that are walking or in the church are walking with the things of God. There's, there's so much revelation here, but we need to go forward. Uh, I, I don't want to take too long because I, I, I want to bless you. I just want to stir you up. Who does God anoint? The Bible says that the anointing will destroy the yoke. The yoke is a moral perverseness, a perverse, a, a perversion, a, a, uh, an iniquity to be unjust, to have to, to deal with unrighteousness, with wickedness. That's the yoke that the devil has placed on many lives today. There are uh, um, lives that are in perverse, uh, uh, perverseness, uh, iniquity, unjust, unrighteous, wickedness. Uh, there are wickedness. They're, they're, they're walking and there's wickedness all around the world. And yet the Bible says there is an anointing that, that can be, that is on us, that we can offend that stuff. We can deal corruptly, corruptly against the perverseness. We can spoil the plans of the enemy. We can tie it up and bind the things of the enemy and hold it captive because of the anointing that's on our lives i thank god because uh it's not by feeling we take this by faith yeah we uh we god is not looking for emotions don't move god but when god moves it's our emotions that react to his moving and his power and his glory who does god anoint psalms 23 verse 5 says this let's go to psalms 23 hallelujah Psalms 23 verse 5 it says thou preparest a table before me in the presence of thy, of mine enemies thou anoints my head with oil and my cup runneth over who 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 does God anoint let's go to verse 1 the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he only shepherds his sheep God anoints his sheep not goats Goats are those are, are, are those that steal from the sheep. Goats are those that buckle and they pull away and they want the substance, but they don't want the discipline. They want the blessing, but they don't want to walk the life. They want part of the, uh, they want the benefits, but they don't want relationship. God only anoints his sheep. That's you and me, his sheep. Psalms 45 verse 7 
Psalms 45 verse 7. I'm, I'm, I, I just want to drop this short teaching and just relieve you and let you know that you are uh, the uh, you are a vessel. You are his sheep. You are you are a, a chosen a vessel in his hands. And there's an anointing that he has given you. We need to tap into that anointing because the anointing destroys the yoke. You might be going through trouble, sickness, infirmity, uh, uh, problems, uh, struggles, uh, uh, conflicts. There's an anointing that we have that we that we are uh, available. It's available to us that we when we tap into it and we walk in our position, that anointing destroys every unjust issue, every type of iniquity, every wickedness uh, act from the enemy, everything that is perverse, everything that is against God, things that are not right with God in your lives can be destroyed because of the anointing of God. Psalms 45, 7. Psalms 45, 7 says this, thou lovest righteousness and hates wicked, wickedness. Sorry, thou lovest righteousness and hatest wickedness. Therefore, God, thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. God anoints not only his sheep, because his sheep follow him, but he anoints those that love righteousness. What is righteousness? Righteousness, number one, uh, it, it does not come from man. Righteousness comes from God. What is righteousness, pastor? Righteousness literally means right standing before God. When you can stand right before God and you love to stand right before God and you will run away from sin and you will run away from issues that are not right and you know things that do not please God, you'll, 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 you'll stop doing that. You'll stop applying yourself to that because you love righteousness and God says, he anoints those that love righteousness. Those that love righteousness. You know, it doesn't matter what you do. Because right now, there's a lot of people and there's a lot of things. The Bible says in the last days, uh, many, many shall come. Confessing and professing that they are and they belong to God. Yet, yet the end of that and the fruit of them is destruction. And the fruit of them is opposite of what they've been preaching. It's not about you going to church that that proves that you are a son and a daughter of God. It's not about works. It's about fruits. Jesus said, you shall know men by the fruits that they leave. Is it lasting? Because if the fruit is lasting, it's God. Only God's fruit lasts forever. See, there are people that can love you and they can love you for a moment. But if, but if God's there, if, if the agape love is there, they'll love you through through hell and high water. They'll have peace for a moment. And eventually, if it's not from the Lord, they'll lose their peace and they'll get into trial and, and, and trouble and, and angry and bitter. But if God is there, it's lasting because we love righteousness. Psalms 133. Psalms 133 gives us another revelation. Psalms 133 verse 1 and 2. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down, that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, and that went down to the skirts of his garments. What was he talking about? He's talking about the anointing. God anoints those that have harmony with God Himself and unity with the church. Be careful with those who claim to be believers and they never get connected to the church. 
Be careful with those who say, I'm, 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 God is speaking to me. And yet they're not even, uh, connecting and flowing and, and, uh, are, are, are planted in the house of God. The Bible says those that be planted in the house of God shall flourish. They shall flourish. But you gotta be, you gotta be, uh, aware that God anoints those that have harmony with God himself and unity with, with the church. There are no lone rangers in the kingdom of God. There are no uh, single things. We need each other. We need one another. I need God in my life. I need I need His presence. I need counsel. I need uh, great and uh, great and mighty men and women of God that are already matured and growing. You find this concept and this principle when the angel of the Lord came to Mary and said, "Mary, uh, you're 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 blessed among women, for you have been chosen to carry Emmanuel, the Son of God." And after the angel gave a prophecy and gave the word, and then the angel says, "Go and talk to Elizabeth, your cousin, and tell her what what what." you have heard even today elizabeth was her cousin elizabeth was six months into her pregnancy that speaks of maturity so, so she was already ahead of what mary was about to experience and when god gave uh, a sent an angel to deposit what what he was going to do in mary god instructed the angel tell mary go find elizabeth find and connect some with somebody who was more mature who understands more who's been through things can you imagine elizabeth telling mary mary in about a month your body's going to begin to change Mary, uh, you know, in, in a couple of weeks, uh, things are going to happen. By the time the second month comes around, you're going to feel something. Your stomach is going to change. Your your appetite's going to change. Your mood swings are going to change. And she was gleaming. She was receiving instruction and counsel from that one who has gone before her, from somebody who was already walking. That's something that we need to understand. We need to be united because there's somebody who knows more than you. Somebody who can help you pray and has wise counsel. Stop going to the world and the people of the world that are not people of covenant and asking them for counsel about what's going on in your life. Stay within the people of God, within the people of faith, within covenant people. You got to have righteous counsel in order to have breakthrough in the name of Jesus. God anoints those who have harmony with him, with God himself, and are united with the church. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 25. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 25. Notice what this says. Hallelujah. And we can preach a little bit on all these points, but we, we want to teach you something. My passion is to teach. Uh, I, I love the word of God. I, I want to know. God, show me. Uh, explain it to me. I want to live right. I want to do right. I want to talk right. I want to I want to be right in the kingdom of God. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 25 says, "The liberal shall uh, the liberal souls shall be made fat." The word fat means anointing. He's the liberal soul, the one who gives, the one who is a giver shall be anointed, and he that waters shall be watered watered what shall be watered also himself. Uh, I'm getting excited and I'm almost uh, forgetting how to speak a little bit. Uh, but forgive me, there's a there's an anointing, there's a power, there's a, there's a joy in the power of God. There's a joy in the word of God. The Bible shows us that he who is anointed is, is a giver. God anoints the givers, not uh, he anoints the givers, not the takers. There are many people that all they do is they take. 
What can you do for me? I need your help. I need this. I need this. Have you ever seen anybody who's involved in just taking? Have you ever seen them give? They preach about giving to them. Have they given? Have they sown into somebody? Look at the track record. There's a cycle that needs to be seen because there there are many. Paul says that by the time I preach and I tell and I see the word that I myself may not be founded uh, uh, counted wrong for not accomplishing or for not obeying what I'm preaching to you. There are many people that uh, we get into a word and we start preaching and teaching something that we ourselves do not do. And the Bible says it's not what you say, it's what you do. You see, and, and the scripture says, the scripture says very clearly, he anoints the giver. Why? Because God is a giver. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He's a giver. A believer, a matured believer is a giver. Even even out of the little that they have, they have faith in their God and they say, God, if I give, I know you're going to give back. If I water ground, I know you're going to water me. If I be a blessing to somebody in need, I know that when my need comes, there's going to be a blessing and a breakthrough for me. That's who God anoints. He anoints a giver. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 4 says this. 13 verse 4. The soul of the sluggard desireth and hath nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. That word fat again means anointed. God anoints a hard worker, diligent, a person who is diligent. The word diligent in the biblical uh, terminology means uh, uh, the person who has, has determination, a person who is point sharply at an at, at a at an agenda at a work at a at a at a ministry uh, at a vision somebody who is alert and somebody who is moving god will not anoint those that are sitting around waiting for something to happen god anoints the diligent god anoints those that work for him the bible says the bible clearly says that they asked jesus and jesus declared something why do you do what you do he says, the only thing I do is what I see my father do. The only thing that, I, that comes out of my mouth is what I hear my father say. He says, for the father worketh and I work too. Our father, one of the main things about God, he said, go, go into all the world. He didn't say wait for them. He said, go. Jesus didn't tell the disciples, wait uh, and wait to see uh, who shows up. No, no, no. He said, go. Psalms talks about the great shepherd that he leaves the 99 in the fold and he goes and looks for the one who is lost. Don't, don't you have a reason? Aren't you like me that we give thanks to God because uh, when we weren't able to go to him, he came to us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've been in a position where uh, I, I couldn't pray anymore. I, I found myself uh, so uh, condemned and so wrong and so unworthy. And when I could not go to him, he ran to me because he's a go-getter. Come on, tell, or tell yourself I'm a go-getter in the kingdom. 
God, you can trust me. You can trust me with an anointing because I, I have made a determination. I have, I am alert with my calling. I am alert with the, the time that I am living in and I'm going to move according to your purpose, your glory, according to the calling that you have in my life. Because one day God's going to say, what did you do with the time that I gave you? What did you do with the, with the gift that I placed in your hand? What did you do when I sent that person? What did you do when I gave you the opportunity to step out? He anoints those that are diligent, those that are working. Stay busy, church. Stay busy in the kingdom of God. Somebody says, well, the church ain't open. You can have church at home. Uh, you can have church at home. You can pray. You can fast. You can study. You can seek the Lord. You don't need a pastor. You can lay hands on yourself. The same word. Uh, he says, and these, sign, these signs shall follow them that believe that they shall lay hands on the sick. They shall cast out devils. They shall raise the dead. I'm a believer. I am one who believes. I'm talking to somebody who believes. And I encourage you that there is an anointing in you that destroys every yoke. And we have been called to triumph in all things in the name of Jesus. My friend, family, church, I love you. We're praying for you. We're fasting. We're believing God. God has given us a word and we're taking a step of faith. Most of you are connected with us. And if you're not connected with us, David Rangel Ministries on, on Facebook. We have a, a podcast on, on Spotify, David Rangel Ministries as well. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you're connecting to that. But we are taking a step of faith. Somebody might ask me, do you have everything you need? No, I don't. But I got a word. I've got, a, I've got an unction. I've got a prophecy. I've got a word. I've got prophecy in my life. I've got the hand of God who's touching me. God says, if God be for us, who can be against us? That same Jesus that was raised from the dead, of the same spirit that raised from the him from the dead now dwells in us. We are called to rise and shine. The same Jesus is now with us. I encourage you, my brother, my sister, pastor, friend. I encourage you. I speak to even those that are saying, you know what? I, I, I like what I hear. I don't understand it all, but I, I don't know what to do. I'm telling you right now, all you got to do is call out to Jesus. I encourage you that if you want more information uh, for salvation, you want more some more information how, how to get right, how to live right. Uh, I, we have an answer. The the answer is his name is Jesus, and he died for your sins. Let me pray for those that are asking for salvation now, Father. I pray, and I want you to repeat this prayer with me, Lord Jesus. Forgive me of my sins. I call you as Lord. I come to you as a sinner, but I believe that you died on the cross for me. And not only did you die on the cross for me, but I believe what your word says, that you were buried for three days and you rose again for me. Father God, and I receive that. I don't understand it all, but I receive it by faith. And I believe that there is a new life for me. And it begins today, God. I accept you as Lord and Savior. And I call you my God. Speak to me. Lead me. Guide me. Teach me. For I want to be all that you've called for me to be in the mighty name of Jesus. And I receive it all, God, today. For today, I declare I am a new man. I am a new woman. All things, old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new in the kingdom and in Christ Jesus, our Lord. My friend, if you prayed that prayer of salvation, reach out to us. Let us know. David Rangel Ministries on Facebook, 
and you have there's other information uh, that you can uh, get a hold of there uh, but we are there we're here to bless you to pray for you and i want to let you know that the best is is yet upon us for Isaiah says, even though arise and shine for thy light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. And even though there's gross darkness all around you, but around, but upon thee shall be seen the glory of the Lord. Uh, there's a light of God in our lives. There's an anointing of God. There's a power of God. Hallelujah. Uh, Jesus, I'm feeling an anointing even now. Father, do it, God. Begin, Lord, to move in the lives of, your, of the hearer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, that we are, you have called us to be more than conquerors. You have called us to triumph in all things, and we give you the praise for it, God. Amen and amen. This is your servant, Pastor David Rangel, letting you know, letting you know that we are praying for you. We believe in you. We are praying and believing that God is saving lives, healing the sick. We believe in miracle signs and wonders, and they're going to happen, and they are doing, and they're happening even now. Let it begin with us, God. Let it bring a mighty revival to the hearer in the name of Jesus. And we give you the praise for it. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, my sister. Thank you, my friend, for tuning in and listening. Please let us know. Let us know that you're out there. Let us know that we're li that, that there's somebody who's listening. We know that you are. We see it uh, on our logs. And just sh send us a shout out. Dave Rahel Ministries on Facebook. Let us know. Hey, I've been listening to your podcast. My name is so-and-so. Uh, and leave us a, a, a petition. Help me pray for this. Uh, help me. You, you, your word bless me. You, you changed me. God spoke to me. Let us know. We are encouraged. And we know that God is doing great things. The best is upon you. And we bless you today. God bless you. Bye-bye.